0: Dave and Ryan's movie review take 15 and action.
1: Everyone loves going to the movies. And while some are amazing, some are awful, fortunately, we have Dave and Ryan, two guys with nothing better to do than watch movies of today and movies of yesterday. So get your popcorn ready, silence your phones, and relax, because the show is about to begin.
0: Cue Dave and Ryan in 3, 2, it's Dave
1: and Ryan's Movie
0: Review. Sponsored by nobody. Hello
2: and welcome into another beautiful week here on Dave and Ryan's Movie Review. Uh, you know, good movies out there right now. We're going to talk a little bit about those coming up in just a moment. But uh, I think before we start or do anything, we've got to go to Hollywood, right? Yeah, let's go.
1: Welcome to Hollywood Boulevard, the place of glitz, glamour, and dreams. Just kidding. This place is a dump. That's why Dave and Ryan come here each week. You get the news from Hollywood without fearing for your life on the Walk of Fame. It's this week in Hollywood. So, of course,
2: to start things off, nothing new on the uh, actor strike, the writer strike front. Nothing. Nothing at all.
3: I did see something interesting by Brian Cranston the other day. He was talking about it.
2: What was he saying?
3: Uh, basically, that um, the new contracts that they're going to make, this is the first time in history it's going to say um, a human has to write something, has to act in something. Basically, you can't dehumanize the workforce. I thought that was interesting.
2: That is interesting because that's, that's where they're headed towards. That's yeah. what they want. So I, I guess that's good. The other thing that I saw, Aaron Paul was saying how he gets no money from Netflix for Breaking Bad. Is that really Netflix's fault or is that his agent's fault?
3: I think that's everybody's fault.
2: <laughs> so, all right, starters this week, uh, big news. The AMC distributed concert film Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, according to sources, has clocked in with a $37 million plus pre-sale. Wow. Just the pre sale. All right. In the first twenty four hours. So that is higher than get this higher than day one pre sales of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay? And there are other there are major movie studios that are afraid of this film. They have moved three movies off of this date now. Um Ordinary Angels with Hillary Swank. Uh, there's a movie out there coming up called What Happens Later, which is a Meg Ryan romantic comedy. and We haven't seen her on the screen forever. No. Not uh, at- David Duchovny's in that with her. Ooh. And then The Exorcist Believer, they've all moved out of the original re- release date window because they want no part of T-Swift.
3: Are you going to go see it, Dave?
2: You dang right. We're going to go see it. You're Swif- so I said we are going to go see s- it. We're going to be Swifties for we're the day. We're going to be Swifties for a day. We're going to go. Because the people need to know what it's all about. They need to know, Dave. They need to know. That's the important thing. All right, Uh, not too far off, the 40th edition of Sundance Film Festival is going to take place January 18th through the 28th. Now the lineup will include the usual 90 plus feature films, uh, 60 plus shorts. This year, get this: for somebody that like, you know, for Sundance to say this, more in screen viewing or in person views. And fewer online opportunities to view things online. Oh no! Nice. So they
3: want people in theaters. Have you ever been to Sundance? I have never been. Have you? I have. Sundance is amazing. Parking sucks, right? But it's amazing. Just walking down Old Main Street, you will see celebrities that you haven't seen for like a while, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's um, uh, what's his name, and that's what's his name," and you know, you're not you're not gonna go talk to him because you know you're scared out of your witch like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) but if you have a chance to go go you know even if you're going skiing stop by yes parking sucks uh but they have a shuttle system that runs every 15 minutes so go to sundance maybe we should take the show on the road i think so all right
2: let's go to sundance i think we can pull it off uh once again tickets and passes informational all all be available later this month so that's coming not too far into the distant future. All right, let's do a quick check of the top five box office. At number five this week it was Oppenheimer adding another seven point six million dollars to its three point or three hundred and ten million dollar total already. And like I said, these are just domestic totals. Yeah. Uh international, they're going crazy for this one. Uh Gran Turismo except in at number in four. Except for in Japan.
3: <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, they banned the movie. They I believe they, they did. They didn't did they? need to see the movie. They experienced it. They were there. They got All the three right. D effect.
2: <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. It's terrible. All right. Uh number four, Gran Turismo. Uh eight point seven million brings its total to thirty point eight million. Blue Beetle holds strong at number three with a $9.4 million week, bringing its total to $58.7 million. Barbie will not go away, $13.4 no. million, uh, bringing its domestic total to $612.3 million. And The Equalizer 3, the number one movie last week, $42.8 million. I thought it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I really did. I it thought it was a good one. Uh, so that also brings an end. Labor Day weekend brings an end. To the summer box office. And uh, the 2023 box office domestic numbers, $4 billion. Okay. That is actually up 19% from last year. Really? Which is not too shabby. Uh, of course, the top films, Barbie, uh, Super Mario Brothers made 574000000 million. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, $381 million. That one kind of snuck in there on me. Yeah. Quietly. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, $358 million, And Oppenheimer, $310.6 million. However, there is a pretty dismal outlook for the fall movie season. And it's all because we can't get along. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen. So th- that's, what I, they, that's what they keep saying. The longer that the strike lasts, the more in jeopardy, like blockbuster movies next year are going to yeah, be.
3: Yeah, usually there's big releases around Thanksgiving, Christmas. And uh, I yeah. think
2: those are still heading, holding steady, some of the bigger ones. I, I haven't seen that they're going to move Napoleon. They did move so, Dune 2. Yeah. Um, the Aquaman movie is going to stay where it's at. But there are a lot of movies yeah. that are kind of exiting 2023 and sliding into 24. I
3: think the ones that can move uh, are moving. The ones that cannot, like financially cannot move, they need the money, yeah. are staying. Yeah, so they'll stay. All right, so on
2: today's show, we went and saw My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, We'll have a quick movie review of that. Also, and in, along with that, we decided we were going to talk about movies that deal with you know families and different cultures and things like that. Because that's what that movie was really all about. Yes, it was. And then we will end the show with movies that are overrated.
3: That's yeah, going to be a fun one.
2: It's going to be a fun one. I may make some enemies. <laughs> and it might. I, know, I know I am. You're definitely going to. I may make some enemies, too, and it could be a lot of fun.
3: I'm going to have little children hate me. Well,
2: you're used to that, though
3: true all right so
2: before we get there though let's do an honest movie review
0: it's time once again for another honest movie review this week we revisit the 1986 american superhero comedy film howard the duck He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. A duck in big trouble.
3: That's a duck, man.
0: Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. As a young boy, I rented this movie from Blockbuster Video, and it's an experience I'd like to forget. It's not because everything about this movie smells as bad as Gary Busey looks, but because my dad walked into my room during one scene involving Leah Thompson. I can't wait to speak with you again next week.
2: I don't think that Howard the Duck can ever be redeemed after that one.
3: I, They've tried. I, I like that movie. <laughs> I watched it as a kid. It was hilarious. It's bad, but it's like bad, funny, good. Well, that's you know that that's very true. And, and but let's talk about the movie itself.
2: George Lucas. Yeah, this is a George Lucas movie, <laughs> and you know riding high on the waves of you know the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and then. <laughs>
3: Howard, Howard the, duck. the Duck,
2: and what did he follow it up with? Radio Land murders that might have been worse than Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but it,
3: it's, don't, don't hate it's, on the duck. Don't hate on the duck.
2: <laughs> you know what? If you can find it somewhere, watch it. It it is so bad that it's funny. Yeah, it truly is. So th- there you have it. There's, There's our, a lot
3: of overacting in it, but it's too <laughs> so, much.
2: Yeah. And it, and that's saying a lot for a guy dressed as a duck. <laughs> Let's put it that way. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk all about. My big fat Greek wedding three, so stick around.
0: Everyone on set, shut up. Shut up. These two buffoons are about to talk about a new release. Dave and Ryan's movie review, segment one action.
1: What's more exciting than a brand new release to the movie theater? According to Dave and Ryan, nothing. They're the first to see it, so you're the first to hear about it. And this week's latest release is My Big Fat Greek Wedding Part 3. After traveling to Greece for a family reunion, a woman attempts to locate her deceased father's childhood friends. Let's see what Ryan and Dave think of My Big Fat Greek Wedding Part 3 which is rated PG-13 and now playing nationwide.
2: All right. My first takeaway from this movie is if you loved the the other two, you're going to love this one. A lot of the same elements from the first two that made them work are in the third one.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I, definitely like this movie. The main thing I liked about it is it was only an hour and a half long.
2: That Yeah, an hour and 31 minutes. I'm getting
3: tired of these two-hour movies, That's Dave.
2: That's right. An hour and 31 is, is about right.
3: Yeah, it was it was a very good movie. It, you know, there was no low moments. It just kept going
2: and going. There truly was. Once again, it's the story of this lady, uh, Nia Vardola's Tulu. Tula. Tula is m- making it, making it a quest to go back to her father's. Town That he grew up in and find his friends and give them his journal from his journey to America and everything that, you know, went with it because he never went back. Uh, And, of course, sadly, uh, the actor that plays him and in the movie, her father has passed away. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll say this, he was missed in this movie. He was. There was just kind of a comic element to him that is missed in this movie. They, they
3: did do a little a little tribute with the Windex, though. They when, did. Yeah. When he was polishing his shoes. It's
2: all about Windex. Yeah. It's all about Windex, Nikki. So they go about trying to find her father's friends. From She's even got a picture. And they go to the town, and the town is a little run down, and you come to find out that they were all invited for a big reunion and wanting everybody to come back that grew up and lived in the town and everything. Uh, come to find out that the town is basically vacant.
3: Yeah, there's six people that live in the town. Six people
2: that live there. And uh, so the mayor, which is a... a I, I actually like the character. She was funny. She was funny. Um, she came up with this idea about this reunion to bring people back to the town and then they would want to stay. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of it kind of goes from there. Okay, uh, you have all these different stories on the side. Um, everything, of course, is still bad luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The two aunts are there. Her brother Nick is there. John Corbett is there. Their daughter has come along for the trip, and you find some stuff out about her. Their daughter. Um, but I really like this movie, and I, I kind of told you because you get it too. Uh, coming from an Italian background like I do. As much as the Italians and the Greeks apparently don't like each other, they're very similar. They're very similar, especially when it comes to families and traditions and and things like that. There were moments in this movie, and I I I told you this, there were moments in this movie where I actually laughed out loud because I'm like, that's so-and-so. It's like there are people in this movie... That you will like recognize as family yeah. members, and us comparing them is probably going to give us bad luck. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, one of the better scenes, and you talked about it the the nude beach scene. I'm not oh, going to give anything that away. Was
3: hilarious! But it's
2: one of the funniest scenes in the whole
3: movie. It, it doesn't show anything, but no. it's
2: just <laughs> and it's mostly because of Uncle Nicky. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest.
3: Yeah, he just hey, <laughs> I, I was just waiting for Rugger, How you doing? Yeah. <laughs>
2: So uh, the the movie itself is funny. Of course everything is resolved in the end. We're setting up for another one, I would I would think I would yeah, I would definitely say there's
3: gonna be another one.
2: I would think. So out of after everything is said and done with this movie, I gave it three and a half buckets out of five. And my reasoning for it, and then of course after I said my reasoning, uh Ryan shot it down. There are parts of this movie that feel forced. They just feel forced. And what did you say? I said, it's just like family. Sometimes you got to do things that you don't want to do. You're forced to do it. You're forced to do it. So, still, three and a half buckets of popcorn out of five on this one. I really enjoyed this movie, and I think that if you like the others, you're going to have a good time at this one, too.
3: Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. The culture, you know, showed the Greek culture with some of the different islands and uh, just kind of the way of life. And it it kind of slightly hit on the refugees, uh there's uh one of the it's not a main character but kind of a side character that's a refugee that um kinda, there's a little story around behind that i won't spoil anything for you but um you know it definitely hits on a few different topics but i gave it uh, four popcorn buckets
2: and, and the other thing if you're listening if you're a guy and you're on the fence and you're thinking that this is a a chick flick it's really not no i mean there are elements in there of you know it's called my big fat greek wedding 3. So you know there's got to be something There is a to, wedding in it. There me. is a wedding. But it, it's not really like chick flick material. It's it's great and the scenery is awesome. And yeah. for the the you know the ladies that are out there that are my age, Joey Fatone is back. He's in this one as well and it's it's just a lot of fun. Now, if my big fat greek wedding 3 doesn't light up all your circuits, there're still other opportunities. Another one and this is the one we're going to talk about next week, and Ryan's really excited to go to this one. I don't want to do the Nun <laughs> Two will be in theaters this weekend, and also sticking around for one more week, or the Equalizer Three, which all three of them are great movies. Go out, uh, out of all three of them, I would say that this one's probably the most family-friendly. Oh yeah, definitely.
3: It's you know it's got the family-friendly, um, or if you're just kind of like you want to know a little more about uh, the Greek culture. You know, it's a good one to see. You know, it's not necessarily a chick flick, like you said, but it, it's a good one. It's it's a comedy.
2: It, it truly is. As I said, there's there's times in this movie that I, ju- I just laughed out loud. Yeah. And it's mostly because I'm drawing from personal experience. Yeah, I think I heard you snort once. It's possible. It's possible. All right. So there, go see that one. It's my Big Fat Greek th- Wedding 3 playing at the King Cole Theater right now. All right, when we come back, you know, speaking of that, that kind of got us in this mood and this train of thought. We're going to talk about movies that have like a family or or some type of of culture background that kind of, you know, the family is the root of everything. And and so we're going to talk about some of those. Some of those, some of the movies we talked about, you may have heard of, some maybe not. So we'll be right back.
0: Hey, idiots, we're back from commercial dave and ryan's movie review segment two and action
1: not every movie has to provoke emotion like laughing crying or being scared Believe it or not, there are some movies out there that help you learn about our world and grow in cultural understanding. And if executed in a certain fashion, it can be a great experience for your entire family. So for this particular segment, Dave and Ryan are about to talk about cultural family movies.
2: All right, as I said, some of these movies maybe you've heard of. Yeah. Some of them you might ha- may not have. And the one that we're going to start off with, I, I don't know where you've been living if you've yeah, never I think heard of it. Everyone's heard Everyone of Everyone knows about <clears throat> The Godfather. Yep. All right. The Godfather is one of those movies. It deals with a big Italian family. It deals with, of course, the mafia. Although he is a legitimate businessman. Yes. He's in olive oil imports and exports. <laughs> yeah. If anybody asks, it's in textiles. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Okay, but it it really does show you there's a hierarchy and then it shows you how a Italian family truly works. Yes. You know, you start out with with Marlon Brando's character in the first one and his son, the oldest son, takes over and then, you know, and it goes kind of down the line and, and that's how they work. And there's nothing wrong with it at all. And that is the thing about the Godfather movies. Every movie, if you'll notice at the beginning it's a party.
3: Yes. <laughs> the wedding at the first one.
2: They had the wedding at the first one. Um, I believe it was his was it his daughter's communion at the second, first communion at the second one when they were in Lake Tahoe?: uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think that was it. And it, just, it does. It just every you know, it's all about the party, it's all about the big family gatherings. And the other thing, if you will notice, <laughs> because in, in Italian families this happens. When you have important scenes and important things happen and important decisions are made, where are they made? They are not made in the office with the door closed. They are made in the kitchen. Yep. <laughs> Every Italian family knows that that's where you make the decisions, yeah. right? Over while you're cooking or while you're eating. I, I never even realized that. I had a friend of mine that came over to my house and he goes, you know, have you ever noticed that in your family... The kitchen is the biggest room in the house. Yeah. It, and it is. That's that's just the way it rolls it was, in an Italian family. It was family. the biggest
3: room in my parents' house. That's it still is. It's it,
2: the way it rolls in an Italian family. So once again, The Godfather, if you've never seen it, go see it. Go see it. Uh, the first one. The second one. A lot of people thumb their nose at the third Do one. Do not
3: see the third one. The
2: third one is not terrible. It's
3: horrible.
2: I re- I actually purchased, because they came out with it a couple years ago, the Coda.
3: Uh-huh. That's kind
2: of a remaster of it, and
3: it's not as bad. Was it a bundle pack? No. You so you deliberately went out and bought the single DVD. Well, no, I bought it on streaming. But Dave, you no no, <laughs>
2: it's, it's a good movie. No, it's not. The only reason the third one, the original, was bad was because Sofia Coppola was a terrible actress. Yes, and they had to dub her voice. There
3: in. was no story in it.
2: Okay. We're we're getting off topic now. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the Godfather. We're, we're trilogy, fighting like Italians. Maybe the Godfather <laughs> trilogy is another story for another day. Okay. Okay. All right. Next up, Train Spotting. I've seen this, and you know what? When I saw this on your list, and you just talked about it, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I can buy that argument. When we were talking about cultures, because it is a culture. Yeah, it was. But it deals, uh, but in it deals Ar-
3: to, Ireland during the uh, the 80s. But I took it as. This is a movie
2: about drug culture. Yeah, so it's but it's still culture. Yeah, well so the, we both kind of looked at it two different ways. Yeah, well, the drug culture was big in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So let let's let's talk about Train Spotting if people may have not seen it. Uh, Ewan McGregor's in it. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of faces that were very young that you're going to recognize in this movie.
3: Yeah, it's 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 about you know a group of friends that are kind of form kind of basically a family because they don't really have anyone else. So that you know they they come up with schemes. And, uh, you know, robberies and stuff together. And they're really, really big into drugs. And there's a scene in particular when um, uh, Ewan McGregor's character is trying to get off drugs. And they are locked them in a room. And the baby's crawling on the ceiling. That was just weird.
2: It, I, I was actually going to bring that up. If anyone has <laughs> seen the movie Spotting, all I want to know is what happened to the baby. That's it. <laughs> it died. Apparently. Yeah, that, that, that's
3: creepy. <laughs> that right there would be enough to make me stop. Yeah, they made a second one, too. I know. Have you seen that one? No. It's not as good as the first one, but uh-huh. it's it's still all right. And, and honestly,
2: that was the one thing when it came out, it was like critically acclaimed, this movie. Oh, yeah. Everybody really, the critics loved this movie. Uh, another one is A History of Violence. This is with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. And honestly... Um, there were people that were, I, I believe William Hurt was nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. I believe so. Um, the, the guy that wrote it was uh, nominated for Academy Award for Adapted Screenplay. This is actually a graphic novel. Yeah. And um, History of Violence, Viggo Mortensen, I believe they own a diner. Is that correct?
3: No. Um, it starts in the diner He and he works there. Right. But, but that's kind of where yeah, the whole thing takes yeah, off he, from. he's... A, he's he gets robbed. Yeah, he's kind of a retired mobster who's living in a small town trying to rebuild his life. And these two mobster guys come into the diner he's working in, and he ends up killing them as they're trying to rob and kill the the owners and stuff. And that's how it gets back to um, uh, the mob, because, you know, it's in the papers. Local man saves a uh, diner from mobsters. And then uh, the main um, mobster, the head mobster guy, comes to the town to see if it is who he is.
2: And and that was another tremendously great performance from Ed Harris was in this as well. Yes. Uh great performance from him and he slowly starts to realize who he truly is. Yeah. And uh you know it ensues from there and and we said this is really based on like did you say it's the the Chechen mob? I, the I, Russian I, I, mob? It's
3: it's somewhere around I'm not sure exactly because it's been a while but it's it's it's, it's you know it's definitely uh in the Eastern Europe side, and and
2: so you get a little look inside of that culture as well, and, yeah. And Eastern uh, European culture and those kinds of things. A uh, next movie uh, I, I know a little bit about, and I am sad to say, almost ashamedly so, that I've never seen it is Wind Talkers.
3: Oh, Wind Talkers was a very good movie. It's uh, basically uh, during, I believe, it was World War Two. Is uh, the U.S. government? Um, Needed a code that the Nazis couldn't break so they used uh, the I believe it was the Navajo language to make a code so it's not just Navajo because not every uh, Navajo soldier could speak the code it, it was kind of formulated from there so it's 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 really good if you haven't seen it I recommend it. Um, I believe oh, it's been a while since I've seen it but I, I know Nicholas Cage is yeah, in Nicolas this. Yeah, Nicholas Cage is in it. And, and the
2: thing about this is this is a movie that's based in fact. This yeah, is actually of stuff true that happened. And you'll watch the news every now and then and hear that, you know, um one of the one of the last Navajo code talkers has passed away and yeah. and they made a big deal out of these guys because really they did. They came up with a language and the code that the Nazis could not they could not break it. So a great movie. Great movie out there. Um, another one, Lords of Dogtown. This kind of deals with the the surf and skate culture in, in Southern California is in the late 70s.
3: Yeah, late 70s when they were going through the, the big drought. Um, uh, it's got Heath Ledger in it and Johnny Knoxville in it. It's, it's a story basically kind of how the whole uh, skate movement started. You know, uh, they go uh, skate in empty pools. Uh, and, it, you know, it developed from there to kind of what skating is today with like the half pipes and stuff.
2: And, and once again, and that's why they could go skate in pools, because it was a drought.
3: Yeah. Um, they couldn't
2: fill the pools.
3: Yeah, the the, the story uh, follows uh, these certain kids and this uh, little skate shop that um, was really popular uh, during the 70s. I can't remember the name of it, but the guy who owned it, um, he was basically a drunk, and he was sponsoring these kids to go to these events and basically lost the skate shop and ended up just working there for the, the new owner. So. And, and that one is loosely based on a true story as well. Yeah.
2: Um, next one up, Crooked Arrows, and this deals with the game on the sport of lacrosse.
3: Yeah, so it's a story about a uh, Native American school that is uh, that plays lacrosse because um, uh, lacrosse um, is a Native American sport. It goes back centuries, and it focuses around kind of reestablishing um, their, no, I wouldn't say dominance, but kind of like establishing their roots back into the sport. Um, it's a good movie. I recommend watching it. Um, if you want to feel a good movie, this is definitely one to watch.
2: And, and that one's got Brandon Routh in it mm-hmm. uh, from, I think, what you feel is the worst Superman movie ever made. <laughs> is that correct? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, another one that was up there, and everybody, if you've never seen it, you've at least heard of it. Bend it like Beckham.
3: Yeah. This, you know, Beckham was a whole... Culture in itself when he was a player You know, everybody worshipped this guy He was basically like Messi back in the day You know, everybody knew who he was Everyone loved him, wanted to watch him play And this, this is a story about uh, Two girls, uh, especially um, An Indian girl um, Who uh, their fa- Her family doesn't want her to play sports she, They want her to go to school But she wants to play sports And so uh, it kind of follows her story And how she uh, sneaks out of the house To go play
2: and so it gives you a little bit of insight into the whole uh, soccer culture when Beckham was big and the, the Indian family. Yes. Uh, so there's that one. Another sports movie, and, you know, you come down this list and you start looking at some of these movies, a lot of them are based on true stories. This one is no different. McFarland USA with Kevin Costner.
3: Yeah, This one's about a... Uh Uh, Texas coach uh, who gets fired from his football team. And so he's looking for another coaching job. And he finds one in a small town in California. I can't remember. It's McFarland, California. And uh, I don't remember the reason, but when he got there, the football program ceased to exist for some reason. And so in order for him basically to keep his job, he became... The cross country coach, and he's never, never coached cross country be- before, and they actually go on to win the state championship.
2: And it deals with really, it deals with Latino culture because they have to move into that town. Yep. Um, they can't afford really to live anywhere else, and they've nope. never really had to, um, you know, learn or adapt to anything like that. Yeah, most most and that's of what the, it deals with.
3: most of his uh, the kids running, they have to work in the fields in the morning before they can go to practice. So he ends up you know, going with them one time and, you know, kind of experiences, you know, their hard lifestyle. Um, another one that a lot of people are going
2: to have heard of is Straight Outta Compton. This is the story <laughs> of N.W.A.
3: Yeah, if you don't know about this movie, um, <laughs> yeah, it, I, we could say a lot of things, but we can't say a lot of things on the air about it. That's true. It is a very good movie. Um, it talks about the... Uh, the N.W.A. Uh, band back in the '80s and, uh, had um, Ice Cube in it. It Eazy had Easy E. Yeah. I believe Dr.
2: Dre yep, was Dr. in it.
3: When they starting out, and uh, it's a good movie. Kind of how them growing up in uh, I believe it was Compton, mm-hmm. yeah, and then basically how they, uh, you know, their how they rose to fame with their music, and so it's a very good movie. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Bye. <laughs> and then
2: one that everybody is going to know, Footloose.
3: Yes. They, they remade this movie, and it was horrible, but the original him. one with Kevin Bacon is amazing. It truly is. And it was shot here in Utah, in Lehigh.
2: Yes, it was. And, and we talked about it on an earlier show about the fact that most of the scenes at the school were filmed at Payson High School. And they're talking about tearing down Payson High School to rebuild it. So this year, they're trying to get Kevin Bacon to come to the, Kev- the, the Payson High School prom. That would be awesome. It's, we'll see what happens. We, he, I, I think he's going to do they it. They should
3: name a wing after him. Absolutely. The Kevin Bacon Wing. The Kevin Bacon Gymnasium. Cafeteria. <laughs> the Bacon
2: Cafeteria. The Bacon Cafeteria. But, of course, if you've not seen it, I'm sorry, but it deals with Kevin Bacon's character, Rand moves in from a big city to a small town, and... Um, he, the minute that he hits town, he's nothing but trouble, everybody thinks. They don't get to know him, and he wants to have a dance, and they don't do
3: that. Yeah.
2: So uh, another cu- a few more that we can add to the list. Uh, we've always said that if Disney does anything right, it's cultural movies. And we're talking Coco and Brave, um, Mulan, uh, Moana, Encanto. Those movies are great if you're looking to get uh, steeped into that culture, and Luca. And then another one. Karate Kid Part 2. This is the one where they go to Japan. So there's a list right there for you of family culture movies. Go find all of them and go watch them. Go watch them. That's all I'm going to tell you. Alright, coming up, overrated movies. We're about to make some uh, not happy people.
0: Everyone shut up. Time to get back to work. Dave and Ryan's movie review, segment three, and Action.
1: What does it mean to be overrated? Well, there are films that have varying degrees of okay to good, but they're not nearly as great as their reputation suggests. So, pretty much anything starring Kevin Costner, his close friends in Carbon County call him K.C. Just so we're clear. Oh! Let's cut the awkwardness and just be honest. There are some movies whose popularity we just don't understand. And for your enjoyment, Dave and Ryan are about to talk about two of those movies right now.
2: All right, so the first time we did this topic, I said I had two movies, and they were from the same director. Yeah, yes, you did. And the one we talked about the last time was Titanic. Yeah, you did. I think I'm going to make more people mad with this one. I'm just, I don't know for sure. I know I'm going to make enemies. Uh, well, yeah. We'll see. All right. The movie I've chosen is Avatar. 2009, two hours and 42 minutes. Wow. All right. That's almost two My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3s. Yeah. All right. Uh, but everybody loved it. $2.9 billion worldwide on a $237 million budget. Okay. And once again, to reiterate that everyone loved it, an 81% critic score. And an 82% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't understand this movie. Okay? Visually, it's stunning. Yeah. You can't take anything away from it. Okay? Um, the flight of passage ride at Disney World, I hear, is fabulous. Okay? But it, it's all these sweeping images and everything. Avatar deals with a gentleman that. It, it all deals with them mining from a alien planet basically yeah. and the gentleman becomes one of these creatures through an avatar yeah and of course he falls in love with the, with somebody there and the culture's great that's and, what happens and because that's exactly what happens when you go to a foreign to a, a, a strange planet all of a sudden he turns into Captain Kirk falls <laughs> in love with one of the people there but I, I don't get this movie from this aspect. Almost $3 billion worldwide. I don't don't see it. I don't get it. Do you get that? Yeah. Why?
3: This was like one of the very first uh, movies that really started the whole 3D um, uh, push. You know, they had 3D, you know, back in the day, it was crap. This was the first movie that was shot intentionally for 3D, and it turned out amazing. Well, and, and that's you know, what I said. Like we, we, we've talked. They're, 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 there's two ways you shoot 3D. Um, you shoot it with two cameras, and you know, you're intending to make it into 3D, and it looks amazing. And then there's the ones where it's the afterthought, and they're cutting out backgrounds and pushing it back and changing focus in you know editing, and that looks like
0: crap.
2: And you know I, I get that part. I understand that part. I think the other thing that kind of turned me off from this movie, and it's not just movies, really. It can be um, musicians, it can be bands, it can be actors. I go to a movie, and we had this conversation the other day, I go to a movie to be entertained. I don't need a preachy backstory when I go to a movie, and that will turn me off on, on any movie. It could be a superhero movie with a preachy backstory, and I would not like it. So come up with one for the Flash, I guess. <laughs> but I I don't I didn't I didn't understand the movie. As I said, the movie itself is beautiful to watch. It really is. But the, the runtime alone, and then the the all the stuff that came with it, I just I I think James Cameron set out to make a beautiful movie, and he did.
3: Have you seen the second one? No. Okay. But that that's why. Okay. You
2: know, and, and, and a poor, I thought the second one was better than you the thought first this, one. Well, then maybe I'll give the second one a try. But apparently I've got like four other of these movies coming out that I'm going to have to either learn to live with or hate. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but James Cameron set out to make a beautiful movie, and he did that. He truly did. The movie itself is visually stunning to look at. And I don't say that about many movies. I don't say that about many directors. I think the only other director that I think has made some visually stunning movies is probably Peter Jackson.
3: Yeah, he's made some with really, his Lord of the Rings yeah.
2: movies uh, and King Kong to me was visually beautiful.
3: They, they use mostly landscaping landscape cinematography in their movies. So maybe you're just maybe you should just watch like a documentary about like Yellowstone.
2: Maybe, maybe with KC in it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right, so that's what I've got uh, Avatar for me. I don't understand it. Okay, I will sit down and watch the second one Way of Water. I believe it's streaming on Disney Plus now or something. But I, I don't understand the movie. If you enjoyed it, that's fine. That's for you. Right. So, but so you just don't like. So you just don't like the story. I don't care for the story, and I don't understand the big. I I just don't see a three million dollar movie here or a three billion dollar movie. I just don't see. If it.
3: you could change something about it, what would you change? More beating people up. More beating people up. Yes, a lot of people died in that movie.
2: Well, not enough, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm I, Dave, and I endorse no, violence. That's right. <laughs> for some, for some people, this movie worked. Obviously, for 2.9 billion dollars, like I said, I just don't see a big three billion dollar draw. And I, I agree, George. It's Fern Gully. Yeah, it truly is. I,
3: they're making a live action Fern Gully too. They're making live action everything now.
2: Really, for some situations, you just need to stop when you're behind really so there you have it avatar one of my overrated movies now i'm gonna clear space because it's gonna get ugly in here
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the movie i chose is harry potter all of it all of it all of harry potter i don't like it it's stupid people overreact to it i hate it i don't have any numbers because i don't care it's stupid (laughs) little kids shouldn't read this book it's dumb it makes people stupid what house are you from? I don't care. I'm from my house. <laughs> I live in reality. I don't do my little Leviosa wand tricks. Hey, hey, hey. Hey.
2: It's not Leviosa. It's Leviosa. I don't
3: care. You know, I was talking with Jordan the other day and he was telling me that he went to um, the Harry Potter world in at Universal. Most of the buildings are empty. I've been it's there. It's all for show. The whole movie is just dumb. I don't like it. There was only one actor in it that was okay and he died. you so know who I'm guessing? James Alan Rickman. Yeah.
2: Or Richard Harris. Which one?
3: Alan Rickman. Okay. He was he's amazing actor. He was the only good thing about that movie. But I don't know if you've seen or watched there's a little uh clip going around that basically talks about how Harry Potter is just Star Wars. And it's true. It's true. You know, you got the old, the old gruff guy who uh, takes him to go live with his aunt and uncle, Luke Skywalker. Obi-Wan took Luke Skywalker to live with Uncle Owen and that May, you know. And then he finds out he's basically like a wizard, you know, or a Jedi space wizard, you know, he has to learn all this stuff. You know, he's got the girl that he only sees as a sister, who gets falls in love with his best friend? The scruffy guy, you know. That's Luke and Leia, or not Leia, Luke and Leia, but Luke and Han. You know, it's just stupid. I hate this movie. You hate all of them. I
2: hate all of them. So that's like eight movies worth of hate.
3: Yes. The only the no the um uh what what's the new ones uh they're that uh they don't it doesn't even have Harry Potter in it. Well, they've got the cursed child. No, That's a play. no, it's uh, the ones that just came out recently. It's like a prequel about animals. Oh,
2: the uh, Fantastic Beasts.
3: Yeah, those movies were okay. Like they were tolerable for me, but the whole Harry Potter. You know, why did it take eight movies? You know, everyone. Oh, don't say his name. They knew he was back. He was the. Ba- he killed people in the first movie. It was on. He was on the freaking on the back of the guy's head. Is that what bothers you the most? It said he was on the
2: back of the guy's Everything
3: head. Everything bothers me about this
2: movie. Well, okay, now I'm going to play devil's it. advocate. I hate it. Because that's what we do here. You tried to convince me about Avatar or, or give me your thoughts on Avatar. So let me give you my thoughts on, on Harry Potter. And we'll do this quickly, okay?
3: I will throw some Harry Potter, you.
2: when it came
3: out. The book or the movie? The books, okay?
2: When I was the, in seventh grade okay, when it came out. But the books let kids use their imagination and it got kids to read. Okay, that's where the important I think the important message of Harry Potter needs to come from when these books first came out, kids went crazy for them and they got kids to read. Well, come on.
3: I was in seventh grade. I was the prime target audience for that book. Nobody I knew we read those books. And to this day, you still hate everything. So why would you read a book that everybody
2: else is reading anyway? (laughs) Because I can't read, Dave. We've been over this. (laughs) But I I think that that's where a lot of of it comes from, is when the books first came out, kids got back into reading, and it made kids want to read. And then they waited for the next one, and they waited for the next one, and they waited for the next one. And as an opportunity... (laughs) And as an
3: opportunity
2: you know presented itself they're like we need to make movies
3: yeah you know i you know i don't di- i don't agree with the whole it got kids back to reading because goosebumps was a very big big book series as it, growing up as a kid i i know everybody read goosebumps did you yeah oh. i don't know anyone who read harry potter oh well then it sounds like you weren't one of the popular kids ryan obviously not <laughs> Sitting here in a studio with you. But no, I just, I think that that's part of it. And then the other thing that you've got to
2: hand it to them, you've got, if nothing else about the Harry Potter movies, no, the continuity of characters in the movies.
3: Yeah. Because they shot them back after
2: back, after back, after back. But you've got to do that when you've got movies with these kids in it. Yeah. I just read the other day that in season five of stranger things, it's taking so long to get out. They're going to have to de-age the actors. I don't like Stranger Things. Well, see, once again, here we go. But I, I think that that's the, the, the point that you miss on this. And, they, and I think what the deal is, too, is when these books started becoming popular, my kids were reading them. So I think that's why I... Yeah, that there you go. There's the age gap.
3: <laughs> There's the age gap I right there. I didn't say a uh, word.
2: <laughs> I could tell by the look on your face. <laughs> But I, I think that that's, you know, what, as a parent, that it excited me about him because my kids were into reading and they wanted to read these books. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay, I'm sure. taking it as a win. No. Uh, you know, yeah. I,
2: I win. I win. Harry Potter sucks. <laughs> well, get ready because I think they're going to start rebooting these things. Oh, just for Ryan. In fact, after the first one, with the screen goes in the final scene, and then the screen's gonna go black, it's gonna say for Ryan, and then they'll start running the credits. <laughs> I,
3: if anyone, if anyone wants to fight me about this, I'll be in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So there you have it. That you know, not not too bad. Not no. too bad. I just I don't get Avatar, and Ryan doesn't get uh, you know Stranger Things or Harry Potter. I guess. Gotta work on this guy.
3: I didn't say I didn't get Stranger Things. I said I didn't like Stranger Things. Okay. Same
2: thing. No.
3: Yeah. It's just all a matter of understanding. You don't get Avatar. What is that not to get? Save the the world, Dave. Save the world.
2: We need to have an after show where
3: we can talk about this stuff.
2: Yeah, where we just (laughs) slap
3: each other. (laughs)
2: Alright so once again It's been a good week Go on out and see a movie this week In the theaters once again here in Price You've got my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 You've got The Equalizer 3 And you've got The Nun 2 Bunch of sequels Something for everybody So go on out and see them And uh, we'll talk to you again next week
1: And that brings us to the end of this week's journey. But don't worry, Dave and Ryan have more movies to watch and more opinions to spew next week. Our two favorite movie critics will return to review The Nun Part 2 They'll also talk about the Conjuring universe And it's the return of Why Was This Made? You can relive and download today's episode at CastleCountryRadio.com. We'll see you next week on Dave and Ryan's Movie Review.
0: That's it. That's a wrap. See you next week.